Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Friday to you. Welcome into the program. Hope your day's starting off right. It's going to be a warm one. Shorts if you can. T-shirt if you can. I did. But then again, nobody can see me. So I have an excuse. What's yours? I think uh, I think that we have a lot that we can discuss this morning. You heard Kate in the news. She mentioned the story about Lindsay's Restaurant having a new owner. And it'll have a new concept as well. It's not a new concept for people in Attleboro or Pembroke. They've they've been having um, experiences at the Town Tap and Tavern for a while now. But it'll be a new concept for Wareham. And I actually talked to the owner of Town Tap and Tavern, Dave Barry, um, a couple of weeks ago, May, May 19th, May 18th, 19th. And he gave me all the details then and said... You know, I just, I don't want to say anything yet because we're still in the process of signing all the paperwork and, you know, you you never know when things could go wrong in that process. So I don't want to give people a date or an idea of what's happening until everything's official. I said, I totally understand. Just let me know when all that is formally signed and then we can run the story. But yesterday, Wareham Week put out a story from the owner's side, from Sherry Lindsay talking about it. And I think that's because the listing, the real estate listing said that it, that there was a sale pending. So that led to people uh, sharing rumors around. So, you know, kudos to Wareham week for, for following up on that. But since they published their story, I just, I emailed Dave last night and said, okay, can we, can we run our conversation now? And he said, absolutely. So you can read about that at WBSM.com. And on the app, you can find out some of the items that are planned uh, for the menu at Town Tap and Tavern and the approach and atmosphere that they have. But one thing I will say, if it didn't come forward in the article, is that uh, Dave Barry is understanding and appreciative of the iconic status that Lindsay's had and of the love that the people of the town had for it. And so he said, you know, I'm hoping to continue that legacy, but he's, of course, got his own brand and wants to put his own stamp on it. So one other thing that I want to talk about, too, is I have a bit of a follow-up from the conversation that we were having yesterday. A caller had called in and said that he lived on Bonnie Street and that uh, overnight a number of vehicles that had expired inspection stickers but were parked on the road, not moving vehicles, parked on the side of the road, had received fines from the city of New Bedford because the city of New Bedford does have an ordinance 
that says you can't have a vehicle with an expired sticker on city roads, whether it's moving or not. Now, the state law, and I went back and confirmed this to make sure nothing had changed as far as I knew, the state law requires the vehicle to be moving. It's a moving violation. So if, uh, if you have a car parked in front of your home in any other community that doesn't have an ordinance like this, that has an expired sticker, then that's totally okay until you get in the car and try to drive it. Then if you try to drive it, you're subject to a moving violation. Which according to the Mass RMV website is $35 for the first infraction. Which is less than the city of New Bedford charges for their infraction. Their infraction is $50 for a first offense. But that's the, the state law. It has to be moving. I, I mean, I've had vehicles. I, in front of my house, I had the, this, this grass strip that wasn't really grass. Like, the grass didn't really grow there. I had to mow it, but it wasn't what you would call a lawn. It was very sandy because it was, you know, living on a hill. I had a brick wall that goes around the hill part. So the, the part on the bottom was almost like not part of the yard. It's where I'd bring the trash barrels down for the trash to, to get picked up. But I would also park vehicles there. You know, if, if at one point we had more than two vehicles when I had my last Trans Am, so I parked that down there. Or if I had a vehicle that was, you know, in need of service, I parked it down there. And so there would be vehicles down there without a sticker, but it was totally legal, totally fine, because they weren't moving. In the city of New Bedford, however, you can't do that because of this ordinance. They don't want anything that has an expired sticker, a rejected sticker for over a certain number of days, an expired registration, I, you, I linked up to it in the story at WBSM.com and on the app. You can read all the regulations for yourself. But the question becomes, what recourse do you have? The caller who called in yesterday, and I see a caller on the line. Hang on, I'll get to you in a moment. The caller who called in yesterday was less concerned about the, the fine and more concerned about the impact it would have on his insurance. Because if you get a moving violation for having an, un, you know, an uninspected vehicle, an invalid inspection, an expired inspection. If that's a moving violation, you're pulled over and you get that, that citation, that's going to be a surcharge on your insurance. However, I confirmed with, I, I spoke to Flagship Insurance, who you hear as one of our sponsors. I spoke to them and they said that the $50 fine from the city of New Bedford will not affect your insurance premium. You will not get a surcharge on your insurance if you get one of those fines from the city of New Bedford for having your car parked with an expired inspe inspection sticker. They consider that to be the same as a parking ticket, which is no surcharge on your insurance. So there's that. There's also a process in which you can appeal you can go down there and talk to the traffic commission. You can submit a letter, tell them why your vehicle is on the side of the road, such as the gentleman who called yesterday, who
who said that his vehicle is currently disabled and he hasn't been able to move the vehicle to be able to get a new inspection sticker, but that he's working on making the repairs that he needs to make to get it done. So you, he could actually appeal based on that. I don't know that it would necessarily help him out because they might say, well, you shouldn't have a, a disabled vehicle on, on the side of the road. You're taking up a parking space from someone else. But maybe, maybe they give him a certain number of days to get it moved. And also, if you get, if you get one of those tickets for having an expired inspection sticker and you go down to the traffic commission within 21 days, because after 21 days, the $50 becomes $55 and then it raises up with some certain steps after that. But if you go down within those 21 days and provide proof that you got a valid sticker that you went out and actually, you know, maybe you forgot, you went out and got the sticker and you can prove it either with the inspection report that they give you that they print out or show them a photo of the sticker or whatever. It's all in the story. You can see all the different ways. Then they will wipe away that fine. Also, they can, by the statute, by the ordinance, they can fine you $50 every day that your car is parked on the side of the road with, with an expired sticker. However, when I spoke to the traffic commission, um, they said that they, they try not to do that. That if they, if they know they already got you once within you know, the, the, the certain time period, then they're not going to hit you again. It's not going to become a daily thing until you get a sticker. So those are just some of the things that I found out um, in, in putting together that story, which you can read at WBSM.com and on the app. Let me go to the phones here, 508-996-0500. Good morning. Thank you for your patience. Good morning, Tim. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Tom? Well, I'm trying to find out uh, if I can get any information on the shooting on Brock Avenue. What I'm That would happen Wednesday night. Uh, shots were fired. Don't know time, and I don't know where on Brock Avenue occurred. That's important. There are different pockets of criminality that, you know, uh, reside in certain spots on Brock Avenue. Uh, the other part is I fully understand, you know, the police department not uh, divulging any information that could influence the case. I, I get that. But I think that they could at least disclose the, the t time and the spot. Uh, what I've been seeing is, is a lot of folks uh, driving around with these skeleton masks. And I mean a lot of them. And I don't know if that's gang-related or, or, you know, just lower brain syndrome. Uh, but I, I think there's an association there between that and some of the criminality going on. You see them uh, driving around on in cars or on, like, motorcycles and ATVs? In well, in cars. I've seen them on ATVs, which, you know, is kind of interesting in and of itself. Uh, but... Well, uh, it's, 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 it's kind of a common thing if you're riding around on a bike. Like, they have, you know, the things you can pull up over your mouth so you don't eat any bugs. Uh, and I've seen a lot of those skull-related, like, all over the place, not just in yeah, New Bedford. Yeah, and so what's up with all that? Anyway, uh, for my own purposes, because I live off Brock Avenue, I'm just trying to find out time and place, if somebody could uh, forward that. Uh, Carlos was on uh, uh, chastising the ward counselor for not. Uh, commenting on it. I, I didn't think that was appropriate, but uh, certainly, you know, a couple of days later, we should have some type of comment, either from the police department. Yeah, I believe I, I believe Kate did reach out to, to get some more information, but we just haven't heard back yet. Yeah, all right. And, and there's, you know, as usual, there's probably a reason behind that, but we generally do get a, 
you know, this is an ongoing investigation, we'll have more later type of response. Right, right, yeah. That's what I'm waiting on. <laughs> anyway, have a good day. All right, you as well. Take care. Yeah, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I, uh, not too bad. I live not too far from Barney Street. This goes back a couple of years ago, and I, uh, I ended up having to go into the hospital for an emergency surgery, and I was parked pretty close to a corner. And uh, I had an aspired sticker. And I was in the hospital for, I think, uh, a week at that time. I came out, and I had four tickets on my car. Two for the expired stickers, expired stickers, and, and two for being within 10 feet from a corner, I believe. That's what it was. And they were all 50 bucks a piece. Wow. <laughs> there was no mercy on that one, you know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was, was, I, I was pretty... I was pretty upset about that. I thought, you know, it was it was like over, it was like overkill for sure. I think one 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 ticket would have been enough. <laughs> but but, but uh, did you did you fight that? Did you go down there and explain yeah, the situation? And then I having to go back in the hospital for another another month right after that. Fight fight what? You know, what are we going to do? Fight? Is it worth it? Is it worth the time? Actually, it really isn't worth the time. You know. Well, and, I, and I, I don't know. I mean, come to find out, they have this appeals process, so it yeah, it sounds I, like I they're. Had I known about it, I might have done something about it, you know. But uh, I just, you know, it seems like you know, the old the old saying: you can't fight city hall. You really can't. And is it worth it? Probably it is. I, remember, I went to fight a ticket once, and they and, and in order to fight the ticket, you got to give them fifty dollars. Why don't you just pay the ticket and get it over with? You know, it, it's it's not really worth it. It doesn't seem like it's worth it anymore. You know? And and if I hadn't known that, I probably would have. But. You know, at the time, I didn't know it, and uh, it just seems like one of those deals. Just to, you know, take it and uh, take it and get and be done with it. It's not worth the aggravation sometimes. You know? You, you know, the surprising thing about this is, as I put out this story yesterday, because I'm thinking to myself, that caller called in. There's other people on that street. They're doing it on other streets. There's probably people who are just trying to figure out, like, mm. am I stuck paying this? Do I have any recourse in this? So I wrote up the story, put it out there, and everywhere that I shared it on social media, the backlash has all been from people that are like, well, you should just just get your sticker. Just get your sticker. It's not that big of a deal to get a sticker. Just get your sticker. And I was like, does nobody have any sympathy for the people who, you know, are getting whacked here unnecessarily? Yeah. Do they do it, do they do it in the wealthy sections of town? Obviously not, no. Those are the people with the good paved streets, and uh, they don't do it anywhere near there. You know what I mean? They hit up the poor sections of the town, and they know that. That's where they can do it and get away with it, you know? Yeah, I mean, how, how is the person on the side of the road down on Bonnie Street any different than the person who has an uninspected vehicle in their driveway, you know, in the north end, in the far north end? Good point. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and they certainly, they, they certainly do pick on the poor. They do go after the poor pe- poorer people. There's no doubt about it, you know, because <clears throat> start sticker a lot of times is because you can't get it fixed because, you, because it's going to cost you five $600 to get it fixed. You know what I mean? And and there's always a, a cause. There's always something connected to it. You know, people rather get their cars inspected, but for the most part, a lot of times you just can't afford to at the time. You know, and that's and they'll know that they'll always get their money because you can't get your license renewed until a lot of that's taken care of. You know, and that's how they they go. And that's how it affects poor people more than it does wealthier people. And um, <clears throat> and inspection sticker, inspection stickers are. When you think about it, why should you have, and and. But you have a brand new vehicle, right? Why do you have to get it inspected? I mean, a brand new That's vehicle. The question I was think asking about, yesterday, yeah. Think about it. Why? Why? And, and and when a car is the first five, unless something gets broken on it, like a taillight, 
Why should you have to get that inspected? You know, and you really have to get it inspected every single year. Does it really make sense? It's all just it, you know, all of these creative ways to rob people. The city is fantastic at it, and this mayor's no exception. You know, I'm not blaming him directly, but it's just policy. It's just just new ways to rob people. Right. This is this is a long-standing ordinance that you know they're just enforcing, and they're they're not enforcing it because they want to go out there and whack people that have expired stickers. They're enforcing it because there's been so many complaints about a lack of parking that they're out there looking for everything. People too close to the yeah. curb, too close to the hydrant. They're looking for or too big to be parked on the side of the road. They're trying to yeah. just make sure they can create those available spaces. But this is going to be part of that enforcement. Why don't they do something really fair and put up and put up cameras at every single stop sign or every single don't turn red on right in this city? And then they fairly be able to take care of everybody and fairly be able to find everybody. You know, if you really want to, if you really want to improve the driving records of people in this city, set up cameras where it says don't turn right on red or stop first, anyways. You know, yeah. and, and 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 do that. Then you'll then you'll definitely start you know, fairly distributing some of the costs for that around the city. And you definitely will improve the driving of the city, you know. And, yeah. uh, but, but uh, boy, they certainly have a tendency to go after poor people. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah, keep up the good work, my man. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. Yeah. And uh, we will take more of your calls at 508-996-0500. Your app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. Right now, though, there's a, 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 a rafter of turkeys. That's the actual term. I learned that last year. A rafter of turkeys making their way across the WBSM parking lot. I don't know if they're, you know, looking to come on the air. Maybe they have some sort of thing they want to promote. So I'm going to find out what's going on with that while you listen to a commercial break. We'll be right back. Time after time, and the time is 628. It's almost time to go into the newsroom. But before we do that, I just want to read you a quick little bit from the article at WBSM.com and the WBSM app regarding the tickets that you can get for parking with an expired sticker in the city of New Bedford. It is a it's an ordinance that the city has put into effect. It's been into effect for a while, and they will ticket you if you are parked on the side of the road and have an expired sticker or a rejection sticker that has gone beyond the period of time that you're allowed to legally drive with that. And so I spoke with Laurie Alfonso, who is the executive secretary of the traffic commission and the parking clerk for the city of New Bedford. And here's what she told me about if you are one of the folks who are bagged for this. The owner has 21 days to appeal a ticket. They can either write a letter telling us why they feel they should not be responsible for the ticket, or they can also do an electronic appeal through newbedford.rmcpay.com, and there's a direct link in the article for you to click on that and go right to it. This site also allows you to pay for the ticket, but they would have an appeal option button within that first 21 days that they can select and then just follow the form. And the reason why that 21 days is important is because the fines go up if you haven't paid it within 21 days. So after the first, you know, if it's 21 days past, the 22nd day, it's going to go up $5. So it goes to $55. After uh, after 30 days, it becomes $75. And then after 60 days, it becomes $95. So you can end up with a $100 ticket if you don't take care of this when it happens. 
Um, she said that also, when it comes to the expired inspection sticker, if we receive a call or someone comes into the office, we will try and advise them that they can get a new inspection sticker, pass or fail, within the 21 days. They then just need to provide proof of this by either a picture of the new sticker or the inspection sticker report, and the ticket will automatically be dismissed. So even if your vehicle isn't going to pass, if you go and get a failed sticker, a rejection sticker, that's enough to cover you for this $50 fine. And for some folks, you know, the reason why their sticker is expired is because they have a, a dumb little issue that will get you rejected. So you can go get the rejected sticker and that will still allow you, I think you can still drive on certain rejected stickers. You can if it's for safety. If it's for a safety reason, they'll make you leave the car at the at the repair shop. But I think for certain things like emissions and, and things of that nature, they will allow you to drive it away and come back within a certain amount of time to get it fixed. Because you do have the, the, the right to repair in Massachusetts. So they just won't, you know, they legally you can drive away if you fail for safety, like they can't force you to keep your vehicle there, but you run the risk of getting pulled over and getting cited for it. So those are just some of the details of that ordinance in the city. And we can talk more about that and some other issues when we come back from the news. But right now, Kate Robinson is in the WBSM newsroom with all your headlines of the day. Police in Mexico are investigating after finding 45 bags filled with human remains in a ravine near the city of Guadalajara. Prosecutors released a statement Thursday saying the remains belong to both male and female victims and they have yet to determine the number of victims or their identities. The discovery was made Tuesday after authorities launched a search for eight people who were reported missing last week. Investigators say all eight worked at the same call center not far from the ravine. It's the third time since 2019 that multiple bags of body parts have been found near Guadalajara. The U.S. Senate has passed a bill that would suspend the nation's debt ceiling for two years. Lawmakers voted on the measure Thursday as the deadline to avoid a potential default was just days away. The vote was 63 to 36, with the bill now heading to President Biden's desk. Biden said he would be signing the bill into law as soon as possible and addressing the American people directly on Friday. NATO Secretary General Jens Stoltenberg says Moscow can't stop Ukraine from joining the alliance. And speaking earlier today in Finland, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken echoed those words. Ukraine's membership in NATO will be a matter for allies and Ukraine, not Russia, to decide. The path to peace will be forged not only through Ukraine's long-term military strength, but also the strength of its economy and its democracy. Outside a gathering of NATO foreign ministers in Oslo, Stoltenberg told reporters yesterday, quote, all allies agree that Moscow does not have a veto against NATO enlargement. At a meeting of more than 40 European leaders in Moldova, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky said his country wants to get what he called a clear decision on its future in NATO at a summit next month in Lithuania. The judge tasked with overseeing the feud between Disney and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis is recusing himself from the case. Disney is currently suing DeSantis over alleged First Amendment violations, claiming there's been, quote, government retaliation for the company's refusal to comply with the Parental Rights in Education Bill, which some call the Don't Say Gay Bill. Walker called the move erring on the side of caution and judicial integrity. 
Alaska state lawmakers are responding to a report that there are Chinese spies in Alaska posing as tourists and trying to access military sites. Mark Mayfield reports. According to USA Today, some Chinese citizens posed as tourists and attempted to make entry at Fort Wainwright in Fairbanks. According to the article, the vehicle they were traveling in sped through a security checkpoint at the installation. When the vehicle was stopped, a drone was located inside the vehicle, and the occupants claimed that they were lost tourists. In a statement released Wednesday, Senator Dan Sullivan called the incident a wake-up call. I'm Mark Mayfield. More than a dozen witnesses have testified for the prosecution in the first three days of the Tree of Life massacre trial. Robert Bowers faces over 60 federal charges in the mass shooting at a Pittsburgh synagogue that killed 11 people in October 2018. The counts against Bowers include felony offenses and prosecutors say they might ask for the death penalty. Eighth grader Dev Shaw is the winner of the 2023 Scripps National Spelling Bee. On Thursday, the teenager correctly spelled Samophile to win the 95th annual competition and the $50,000 grand prize. According to Merriam-Webster, a Samophile, P-S-A-M-M-O-P-H-I-L-E, is an organism that prefers or thrives in sandy soils or areas. In sports, Joe Mazzulla will stay on as the Boston Celtics head coach next season. And the Red Sox beat the Cincinnati Reds last night 8-2. to Tonight they take on the Tampa Bay Rays at Fenway Park. Game time is 7-10. Now for your local forecast from ABC6. Look for a decent amount of sunshine through the morning, but this afternoon the clouds roll in with a chance of some thunderstorms, also a chance of some scattered showers. Any storms that we see will be the kind that will make the potential for gusty winds or perhaps even some local downpours. As we go to tonight, that chance of showers will be falling off. Your low will drop to near 52. And we're looking for cooler temps this weekend. Saturday, cloudy, chance of morning showers, but a high of 59. And Sunday, cloudy with a chance of showers and a high of 63. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. At the moment, it is 60 degrees and sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's News Talk Station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. B-A-B-E-E-B-E-I, Bicky by B-O-Bo, Bicky by Bo, B-U-Boo, Bicky by Bo-Boo. C-A-C-K-I-E-B-O-O, Bicky by B-O-Bo, Bicky by Bo-Bo. I mean, that's how I learned how to spell, right? By swinging the alphabet with the three stooges. And it served me well. I came in second in the eighth grade spelling bee. I lost on the word hoggery. I spelled it as if it was, you know, we were engaging in some hoggery rather than it being a place where hogs are gathered. But Samophile, I would have had no idea. So you you got to be pretty impressed that somebody, somebody knew about that silent P. The silent P always gets you. The silent P is what uh, led to one of my favorite jokes ever on a TV show. The Golden Girls. I laughed for like 10 minutes straight. It ruined the rest of the episode for me because I just couldn't stop laughing. You know, there was no, there was no DVR back then. But there was a, a guy named Pfeiffer who was, I don't know, involved in something with the, the Golden Girls. And, except he pronounced the P. The, the, the P wasn't silent in his name. He, 
he pronounced his name Pfeiffer. And at one point, uh, it's the, the mother. I forget her name. Sophia says, hey, Pfeiffer, how'd you like a punch in your face? And <laughs> I just lost it. It was probably the, the, the lar- longest I've ever laughed at a TV show joke. But yeah, so Samophile. Again, if you didn't hear the proper spelling, P-S-A-M-M-O-P-H-I-L-E. And that is an organism that prefers or thrives in sandy soils or areas. So we probably have a lot of samophiles here on the South Coast, right? We have a lot of sandy soils and sandy areas. We have a lot of marshland. There is probably samophiles, plants or animals that prefer to live in those animals, in those areas. Right here on the South Coast. They thrive in places, according to Wikipedia, they thrive in places such as the Arabian Peninsula and the Sahara, but also the dunes of coastal regions. So if you are, uh, you know, if you're looking for a fun activity this weekend, take the kids out and find some samophiles in the sand and then ask the kids how to spell it. And then they'll say, what are you trying to make me want a spelling bee or something? 508-996-0500 if you want to call in and chime in. We were talking about that story um, that came up yesterday because of the caller who called in and said, hey, I, I got this ticket on my car and so did a number of other vehicles for having expired stickers. And I reached out to the traffic commission, found out what can you do about that? If you Do you have any recourse? And it turns out that you do. It turns out that you have a lot of recourse in that situation, and you can probably find a way to avoid paying that $50 fine. And I also found out that the, the caller had been concerned that that would increase his insurance. It does not affect your insurance if it's for being parked on the side of the road with an ex- expired sticker because it's not a moving violation. If you drive down the road and you get pulled over and you get cited for having a, an expired sticker, then yes, that would affect your insurance because that's a moving violation. Yet, ironically, it's a, it's a less expensive fine than just having it parked on the side of the road. The state will charge you 35 bucks while the city will charge you 50 But you do have some recourse there. So we wanted you to know that. But what really surprised me is when I put that story out there, and I shared it, of course, on the WBSM Facebook page. I shared it on the Fun 107 Facebook page. I shared it in the New Bedford Neighborhood Watch Facebook group which is where, you know, I try to share any New Bedford-related story in there. And the, the people who are commenting were just brutal. Well, that's what you get for not getting an inspection sticker. Like, like as if the people who had an expired sticker on their vehicle are hardened criminals. You know, I'm pretty sure that Al Capone doesn't live on Bonnie Street. And, you know, decided to, I'll show you, Coppa, I'm not going to get an inspection sticker. I don't think that happened. I think what we're dealing with here are people who, you know, maybe can't afford to make the expensive repairs on their vehicle that they need to use to get to work every day. Maybe didn't realize that their inspection sticker had been expired. Now, this happened on, you know, at the end of the month, right? He said that he woke up on June 1st. To find this sticker, to find this ticket on his car about a sticker. Which means that it wasn't a sticker that expired in May. I can't imagine they went around right after midnight on June 1st and said, Oh, 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 we got you now with your May 2023 sticker. We've got you now. I don't think that's the case. These are probably stickers that were, you know, at least um, over a month expired. But I'm just guessing. 
if they did that, if they went and bagged anybody that had a May 2023 sticker just after midnight on June 1st, that would be heartless. That would be cold. And I can't imagine that they did that. And also, like, why would you do that? Everybody would fight that pretty easily. How can, you know, you've got until the end of the month. What did, you're not going to go get a sticker between midnight and 6 a.m. In fact, you can't. The state system doesn't turn on until I think it's 7 a.m. So, but these still aren't hardened criminals. These aren't people who are lawbreakers. These are people who just don't have a valid inspection sticker on their car, which is a racket anyway. And everybody that called me yesterday and sent app chat, app chat messages yesterday, you're not going to change my mind. Somebody called in and pedantically explained to me how motor vehicles operate and that driving around with a blown shock makes it so that you can't stop effectively when I can tell you that I drove around with a, with a blown shock for years and my car stopped fine every time I needed it to. You know, we're not talking about uh, a 1947 Mercury that I'm driving down the road here. So... The bottom line is, yeah, it is a racket. As the caller mentioned a few moments ago, you can't leave the car dealership legally driving the vehicle. Well, I guess you can because you have seven days when you buy a car to get it inspected. But still, within seven days of buying a brand new car right off the assembly line, you need to go out and have somebody, you need to pay somebody $35 to, to look over this brand new car and say, yeah, everything's fine. Well, of course it's fine. It's brand new. These parts were just manufactured. It's going to be pretty hard for a ball joint to go when I haven't even driven it 15 miles yet. Just a racket. Why can't we have a, a moratorium on getting stickers, inspection stickers for the first two years, five years? A caller yesterday pointed out the parts on cars don't last as long as they used to. And that's, that's a fair point. You know, you don't get the same amount of mileage out of some of these parts that you used to get. So maybe it has to be two years instead of five years. Because things will start to go. You know, tires, it seems like as soon as you buy a tires, you're already, well, I mean, I guess the minute you start driving, you're already wearing them down anyway. But it seems like you get tires and then like six months later, you're like, well, I guess I got to start looking at tires again. So things don't last as much as they do, but still you don't need a sticker the minute you drive off the lot with a brand new vehicle. That's just a scam. 508-996-0500. Back in a few. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for rocking you out of bed at, at 647 in the morning. Not going to apologize, first of all, for playing Rainbow uh, during Pride Month, but also I'm not going to apologize for, you know, playing something with some rocking guitars to get you up and get you out of bed because you need to be awake. Because it's only a matter of a couple of hours until our next great Seize the Deal goes on sale at SeizeTheDeal.com. We have going on sale at 9 a.m. this morning, $20 to Ponchero's Mexican Grill for $10. And you're going to want to jump on this deal why? Well, first of all, they're going to go quickly. But secondly, because I had some Poncheros yesterday, and I got to tell you, I don't know that I've had a better burrito anywhere. I had a steak burrito. This thing was loaded with steak and not like shaved steak like you would find in, in some of the fast food places that try to make steak burritos. No, no. This was actual cubes of steak. 
and it was loaded with rice and beans and all kinds of veggies, and it was just incredible. They also brought by some of their tortilla chips as well, and they brought some salsa, they brought some guacamole, and they brought some queso. Now, I love chips and queso. Anybody that follows me on Instagram knows I've I'm always putting up chips and queso photos when I go over to the Mexican place across the street here. But this was some of the best queso I've ever had. The salsa was nice and thick. It wasn't runny and watery like some other places give you with your chips. And the guacamole, I I said to Gazelle from Fun 107, they must have mixed that up in the parking lot. Because there's no way that that avocado stayed as as fresh as it did coming all the way from, from Somerset. But that's, that's just how they do things at Ponchero. So you can get a great deal for them coming up at 9 a.m. at SeizeTheDeal.com. Make sure you jump on that and make sure you try some of the different options they have there. They, they have a couple of different sauces. And one of them was one of the, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like you're not sure how spicy something can be. Because you look at it and you say, I'm not exactly sure if that's heat that's causing that, that dark color <laughs> or if it's just seasoning that's causing that dark color. Sometimes it can be chili powder. Sometimes it can just be paprika. So you look at it and you say to yourself, gee, I'm not sure what exactly that is. But I took the chance and I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a, a go. And it was one of the most delicious sauces that I've ever had. It's called Flay Volcano. So it's like volcano and flavor mixed together. Flay Volcano. It's a smoky red pepper sauce that I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to have to go to Poncheros and get some bottles of this because I would want to put it on everything. But it was so good on the burrito. And so if you go to Poncheros and try it, I recommend putting some of that on. But try it first because it did have a kick to it. You might not be able to handle uh, the full kick. And if that's the case, they have some green chili sauce that you can use as well that is also extremely flavorful but far less potent. So, uh, again, the deal goes on sale at 9 a.m., $20 gift certificate to Ponchero's Mexican Grill, uh, which you can check out at SeizeTheDeal.com, and you'll be able to get that on sale at 9 a.m. this morning. Jump on it because it will go fast. And always check SeizeTheDeal.com every day because we always have great deals that go on sale there for you. All right, well... I was talking before at the, at the beginning of the program about the news that broke yesterday. And again, it's something that we had looked into a few weeks ago, but we were kind of asked to sit on it a little bit. Now, generally, you know, in the news business, uh, if somebody asks you to sit on a story, you're not going to sit on a story unless you get something that's embargoed where they, they tell you right from the beginning, hey, we're going to give you this information, but it's not for release yet. You know, then that's a different story. But finding out that somebody bought a business and then having that person verify to you that they bought the business, you know, you don't have to hold back on that story. But the new owner of Lindsay's said, can you, you know, can you just give me a little while because we're still in the process of closing the deal and I will let you know when everything's closed and then we can go with the story. I just don't want to put something out there and then have, have things somehow not work out and then have to go back on it, I would feel bad. And I said, I totally understand. But yesterday, Wareham Week published a story from the seller's side, from the side of Sherry Lindsay, 
And I said, well, I've, I've already talked to Dave Barry, the new owner. And so I reached out to Dave and said, you know, I think we should run the story now. And he agreed. So we have it up for you at WBSM.com and on the app where you can find out exactly what he has planned for Lindsay's. But he is going to turn it into a third location for Town Tap and Tavern. Town Tavern and Tap, sorry. Uh, now, he has a location in North Attleboro. He also has a location in Pembroke that is the Town Tavern and Treehouse. So they actually have the Treehouse, um, the, the Treehouse, uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Atmosphere. So you actually are in a treehouse when you're there dining. Uh, I asked if he had plans to build a treehouse in Wareham. Unfortunately, there is no area uh, at the Lindsay's property to build a treehouse. Although I was looking and I was like, you know what? Uh, over here, you could probably get away with it. But no, it's, it's, uh, it's going to just take up the current facility and become the new town tavern and tap. But the people who are, cons- you know, most people that are commenting on this on social media and it's, it's gone, you know, locally viral. Most people who are commenting on this are, su- are supportive of this idea. Some folks are a little bit despondent about it, and they say, well, uh, another pub-type menu, uh, it's not going to be the same as Lindsay's. Oh, well, it's not going to be the same as Lindsay's because there aren't a lot of restaurants that want to serve, you know, turkey croquettes anymore. There aren't a lot of restaurants that want to serve liver and onions. You know, Lindsay's had a lot of favorites of people that came in over the course of 74 years that would come in for those items. So it made sense for them to keep them on the menu. But if you ask the average person that walks into a restaurant, you know, would you like to have the turkey croquettes? Would you like to have liver? You could tell them, we're going to give you liver and onions for free. And they still say, "Uh, no, thank you, because people just don't want to eat it. So some of the things that are offered on the Lindsay's menu would never be on any menu of a new restaurant. That's not to say that they're bad meals. They're just not something that people order anymore when they go out to eat. So that was bound no matter who took it over to have a new menu. I'd actually ask Sherry Lindsay when it went up for sale, if she planned to, you know, license out or sell with it, the Lindsay's name and menu. And she said that that was something she'd be willing to talk to somebody about, but she had four or five other potential buyers as she told Wareham week so if that's the case, I'm sure some of them suggested, yeah, we'd like to keep it just as Lindsay's. But she liked the concept that Dave Barry was presenting and his pedigree in the restaurant industry. So, yeah, you're going to have some different menu items. But people have asked, you know, what can we expect to anybody that's been there? And those who have been to his other locations said you can expect good food, good portions, good people, good prices. So, I mean, and that's, I think that's all anything, that's all anybody can ask for to take over such a, an iconic spot. But you can read about that at WBSM.com and on the app. And I'll ask that question. I'll throw that out there. What's something that you used to get in a restaurant that you can't get anymore? What's a, what's a menu item that you can't find anywhere else? People were commenting about, oh, I hope that they offer the, 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 uh, the corn chowder that Lindsay's used to offer because nobody has corn chowder anymore. Well, Dave Verano, the executive chef of Lindsay's, now is at Chard Oak Tavern, just happens to have the corn chowder on special until June 7th. So you can still get it. But the bottom line is, sometimes you're not going to get those menu items other places because the people who frequent those places don't want those menu items. Or the people who are working there don't know how to prepare them. Because by the time they went to culinary school, 
It was already kind of out of fashion. So what are some of those items that you, you want to get in a restaurant that you can't find anymore? You know, Phil talked frequently about coffee jello, how they would serve that at the Shamit Diner. We served it at Mill Pond. You can't find that anywhere. Nobody knows how to make it, and it's so simple to do. So that's one of those items. I, I mentioned liver and onions, chicken livers, fried chicken livers. You don't get those in many restaurants anymore. Um, what are some of the other ones? Uh, well, I think I honestly think corn chowder is more available than the person who commented does. But yeah, that's not something that you see everywhere. Every place in, in on the South Coast has clam chowder, but they're reluctant to, to try to get other chowders. And I still say the Lindsay's Haddock chowder was the best chowder I've ever had in my life of any kind. But what are some of those items? 508-996-0500. Got to take one final break of the hour, and I'll be right back. All right, we are just about out of time for this hour. We're going to have the news coming up for you. We can talk more about the inspection stickers, the fines. We can talk about the new owner of Lindsay's. We can talk about, hey, if you still want to talk about bears, we can do that as well. Whatever you would like to discuss, uh, 